Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Vision Me Talk Show. Look, we're in a new place and I have some new guests sitting on the couch. We're going to have some girl talk here. But before we even start, you know how I do it. I have three things for you to do. One, go get your favorite evening beverage. Two, go get your girlfriend and girlfriends, family and friends, and you're going to get some nuggets here on how this can empower you, inspire you to go after your what's next. And number three, it's Win Wednesday. What's your win for this week? You'll get to hear ours, but before you get to hear ours, we want to hear yours. So drop them in the feed and tell us what your win is. Now, I'm going to tell you what a win is because normally my phone is dinging, so I'm going to tell you what a win is. A win is when you have set a goal and you've met it already. Now, I know it's Wednesday, but still, you know we have those overachievers. But Or you have set the goal and you're still working on it and knowing that you're going to meet it. Or better yet, you're trying to think about it, but just don't know on the fence. That's here nor there. You know I love celebrating you. So drop it in the feed. Tell us what your win is, and you'll get to hear ours later on in the show. So now, before I bring the ladies on and let, we're going to sit down here and have some girl talk, everyone's always asking me, why did I create Envision Me Talk Show? Well, I'm going to be honest, I'm sitting in corporate and I still work in corporate, but this particular day, I literally broke down. And when I mean I broke down, I started crying. I didn't know what my what's next was until I pulled myself together and I started asking my teammates, what is their what's next? Can you imagine? Everybody didn't know. And I even said, I'll remove all obstacles. They were still mm, on the fence. I'm like, okay, here, I won't even, I will even remove me. I have thousands of women around me that it can power and inspire you to help you go to your what's next. And they still didn't know. So then I knew that's what I was going to do is go out here and create amazing network of women that will be able to empower and inspire you to go after your what's next, no matter what. Now, what's a no matter what? It's the what ifs, the I can't, and so much more. So I have brought women on here so we can sit and have a chat on the obstacles that we face. So without further ado, let me first introduce you to my sister friends today on this couch. So I have Miss Tibby here. I don't know if you guys caught it, but she is an author. She is a songstress, you guys. You'll get to hear her song, hear a little bit about her and how the broken pieces and how it worked in her life and how did she overcome that, which is also hard. But I want women to know that we all face obstacles and how we overcome them may help you overcome that obstacle that you're facing and knowing that you're not the only one sending them, you know? So that's what we're going to do. And then I have my other amazing guest sitting on, and this is Chanel. And Chanel is doing some amazing work too, but I thought we will come in and we will start talking about the obstacles that we face. So ladies, are we ready? ready yes, we are. Cool. So Miss Tibby, let's talk a little bit about yourself. I know about you, but of course they don't. So tell me about a little bit about yourself. Well, I was born and raised here in Columbus, Ohio. Born and raised in a church. And that is where my singing, not so much career, but that's when I started singing. And that's where I got my start vocally. I kind of ventured out from the church and, and sang in talent shows and different local events as I grew up. And eventually I was blessed to have an opportunity to sing in the national sector. And so those things happened afterwards, but prior to that, 
I had a horrific incident as a child and I was sexually abused as a minor uh, from the ages of 11 to 16. And that had a catastrophic effect on my life. And so as a child trying to process that kind of trauma was really hard to do. As a matter of fact, it was impossible to do. And I wasn't able to jump over that hurdle alone. So it took a lot. I went through a lot of changes. But at the end of the story, you know, there was a bright light. But there was a process getting to that part. And that's the part that we want to talk about tonight. Absolutely. the trauma. Absolutely. Thank you. We'll come back to that. Chanel, tell everybody a little bit about you. My name is Chanel. I am a graphic designer, as most of you all have known me. I am also a mother of three beautiful kids, and I'm just working my way through life. <laughs> like we all are, right? We're all working our ways through life, right? Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about the trauma. I mean, no downplaying anybody's trauma, and we all have traumas in different ways, you know? And, and also, how do we overcome it is another way. But I want to talk a little bit about it. I just want women to hear the trauma that you've been through. So tell a little bit about the trauma that you went, the trauma that you faced, but then how did you overcome it? Well, as a child, you don't know how to process trauma. As a matter of fact, as a child, you probably don't even know that you're in trauma. The biggest problem is that the predator, I was threatened by that person to not tell my mother. And of course, your mother is the go-to person. She's the person that fixes everything for you as a child. So not having the ability to talk to her and have her fix this problem or intercede in this problem, it made it catastrophic for me as a child. That was really, really hard. And so by the time I turned 16, I was out of my mind. And of course, she was trying to figure out why I was out of my mind. And so finally at 16, I just got some boldness in me and I decided to tell her my story. Of course, she was appalled mm-hmm. to the point of anger like any mother would be if their child was in danger. And so for her, that was fight or flight. She was totally appalled. And so our life changed. But at that point in time, I was on my way to college and I wanted to see my way out of this. And so college gave me an opportunity to run. And so instead of healing or finding a way to salvage my life, I went to college. And so my mom had NTNF syndrome. And so she decided to be a foster parent. And so that is where the healing began. She poured her life into foster care, really trying to find out what was wrong with her own child. And by doing that, she wrapped around over 500 children over the span of 40 years. Now the Lifetime Achievement Award, the runner-up of the Jefferson Awards, and she ended healing and touching a lot of lives that affected my life as well. And we ended up healing all together. And so now we work together, talking to children, talking to women, showing them red flags about what it looks like to keep our children safe and to explain to our kids that a predator can come in any package. It can be a teacher. It can be a preacher. It can be a school attendant. And so we want to teach our children how do we keep our kids safe when we're not around them. 
that's a big deal. Absolutely. And I thank you yeah. for sharing my story. I know that was hard, but I appreciate you sharing. But as we all are facing the trauma, Chanel, how did you, I mean, we all face it. So when you face trauma, how did you handle trauma? Well, coming out, like, there was different ways for me to cope with it. Like, we all go through trauma. And when I say, like, trauma can come in many different shapes and forms. But for me to get through majority of my trauma, I just, you know, worked through it, prayed about it. And then I actually seek counsel for it. Counseling really didn't help. But as a child, you don't understand why you're going through this. You don't understand why these type of people around you. But the only thing that I can personally say that, like, that really got me through it is through, like, writing down my feelings, keeping it, like, closed in. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't want too many people around me, too many people in my life. So I just basically just kept it very secret. I written a lot of things down. And that's how I basically coped through it. But now, since I have a daughter of my own, and I still have to keep my eyes out for her and still have to look like, hey, don't be doing this. Don't be interacting with this teacher because this is too much for me. So I just tell her, like, the do's and don'ts. And that's good. That's good. The do's and don'ts is so Mm -hmm. essential. Like you said, as a child, though, that's the trauma. Mm -hmm. We're so, that's the innocence of us. No, we're expecting, we're not expecting that. And we're relying on someone to support us. And that's, that individual support us has failed us. So knowing that, I like to to talk about it, knowing the red flags and also being, starting, and I think that's one thing that we now need to talk about. Because you're right, back then we talked about it it before, you know, back in the day we never talked about it. And so talking about it is so essential. And I do like what you had said, we write on it. Mm-hmm. You know, journaling is so important. Thank you. It's huge. I love me some journal now. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 me too. I can love me some journal. But it's important for us to get out. We are, though it's therapy, therapy's good. I love me some therapy. But also as knowing that you can write in a book and a therapist is really a key. It's yeah. interesting that you would bring that topic up because therapy comes in a lot of forms. Mm-hmm. And so we as an artist... Uh, the therapeutic piece for me was singing, was writing, I do plays. That artistic outlet helped me so much. The other thing is the spiritual piece in my life. You know, mm-hmm. there was a, a spiritual and still is a grounded place with me. And that kept me connected to the Father that enabled me to get through this where I probably would have lost my mind without that. I'm sure without a shadow of a doubt. The spiritual connection with me and God kept me with that hope and promise that at some point this was going to be over and I was going to move into the destiny and purpose that God had for me. Absolutely. I'm glad you talk about it. You're right, to hone in, um, because I want us to also know that there's other people out around the world that is watching this. And so, so many women are like, that's me. I'm here and I'm sitting in that same situation. What would be a piece of advice that you would give that person? You know, the thing about it is once you're in a place of trauma and you're trying to find your way out, your village is so very important. Who you surround yourself with, the kind of people that have positive energy, 
people that can pour into your life in a positive way to omit the negative energy because that's real. Negative energy is real. And sometimes people carry negative energy and not know it. Right. But that pours into your life. And if you're already in a place of trauma, that's not a place where you want to be. And it's not something that you want to connect with. So on that tip is have your village. Know where you can go to. Have mentors in your life that you can go to, that you can talk to, and you can get their impartation so that they can help you because each one teaches one. It does take a village to raise our kids. It does take a community involvement. And so we have to connect with those positive entities that can help us move forward. Absolutely. And Chanel, how would you, what would you tell someone that's watching this right now? Just like keep a lookout for like the signs. Be very proactive, but also just try to keep your eyes out on your kids because there are many different signs. There's many different type of people. So you just got to make sure that you are alert, make sure that your child is alert and just be handling. So the other thing is too, social media. Oh, it's yes. had such a big impact <laughs> on our youth today. And our kids don't even know how to put our phone down. I mean, I don't know how to put my phone down. <laughs> right. And so with the interaction of social media and the fact that kids have access to everything, puts them in the ballpark of seeing things they shouldn't see, Absolutely. hearing yeah. things they shouldn't see, partaking of things that they are too young to even we touch. Just talked about and that. so with that being in mind, the parental controls are very, very important that we communicate with our kids, that we watch and see what are they watching? What are they looking at? Who's, what friends are they hanging out? Whose houses are they going to? Right. And so our house may be a safe haven, right. but we don't know what the next person is. Sure. So communicating with our kids and explaining to them that George might be your friend, but we don't know what's going on in their right. household, and we don't know what kind of parents or family or friends hang around them. And so we have to teach them the red flags. Don't touch me. Don't get in my space that I need this kind of distance that you don't touch me, we need to let them know it's okay to say, I don't want to be touched. Right. I don't want you to get too close. If somebody makes you feel uncomfortable, that means something. If it makes you feel that way, something about it's not right. Absolutely. And that's one thing we teach my grandkids. So they're really good. They're really good about that. But we also talked that Chanel and I always were talking, and we did talk about the controlling of social media. They were talking about Instagram. And how Instagram is controlling so many of our young people and how they are trying to eliminate some of that by taking the control from the child. But that's going to be hard. So for right now, as we as parents have to get that control back. So one thing I do love is we call it electronic time. So they only get to do the electronics for so long and then we figure out something else. But, you know, the children have to understand that life is hard it already is hard and then we have to educate them and let them know what happens and respect respect mm -hmm. who they are but tribe tribe is huge family is huge and that's one thing that we really need to i think that we've gotten away from it a little bit because i know back in the day i used to go i can go to two, two houses my parents two houses that way right. i could i couldn't yeah. go anywhere else right. but everybody else could come to our that's house right. and that's how we brought up my child too 
And I think we've missed that piece of it. So knowing to bring that piece back in is so essential because at least you can control what's going on in your house. And those that are comfortable in your house can tell you, hey, somebody did do this to me and let's all sit and we can sit and talk about it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important. I'm glad we're talking about this as well as I'm glad we're talking about how we have all faced the trauma and how we come through it. Journaling. Yes. It's right on big, point. Yeah. It's a point. It's a big, yeah. big point. Yeah. Journaling may it be electronically or be a paper, as well as then your tribe. Tribe is huge. That is one thing I tell all my clients. Be careful who you bring to your table because everybody can't serve that table, which is your tribe. And be protective of it. That's right. And know that not everybody's not going to be there. That's right. And it's okay for everybody not to be there. So, ladies, what do you have to say before we go take us a break? Yeah, I was thinking about how the young people are accessing the dating sites and how dangerous the dating sites can be. And dating sites are set up for people to meet and to communicate, right. but also there are predators and there are catfishers that yep. lay on those sites waiting to see young people come through and they're watching and they ask probing questions. And you don't know that that's a probing question, right. but it is a probing question. They're trying to find out, do you live alone? Can you get away from the house? You know, what kind of freedom do you have? Right, do. And so then, yeah. then they have the ability of trying to horn in on your kids. Right. Let, let's meet at McDonald's. Those kind of things. And those people are hijacking kids. Right. You know, yeah. and so human trafficking is huge. Especially here in Okay, so yeah. how is the fourth largest state yeah. in the country? And I work in human trafficking. And so with that being said, there's a gambit of things that happen with human trafficking with youth on the dating sites. Absolutely. You know, they horn in on the dating sites to look for these kids and they target them and then they groom them. Right. And when they groom them, the kids don't know. Right. You know, I'm going to buy you a phone. Well, to a kid, that's not hey, right. That's right. not a good thing. Right. But, but of course, there's a whole other intention behind it. And those are the kind of things that we have to teach kids to know. Back up. Right. That sounds. That doesn't sound right. Doesn't sound safe. We got to make them understand common sense. If somebody wants to give you something, it's not for free. Right. So no. Well, I just found out that there is a new app that teenagers and kids are using nowadays. It's actually called Wiz. Not sure if you've heard of it, but it's basically just like a dating site. They actually set up their profile. It actually tells you how old they are, where they live, and so forth and so forth. A friend of mine uh, found it on her daughter's phone. And she was just like, what is this? I was like, girl, I don't know. <laughs> like, this is right. not to me. Like, I don't even know what this is. But it's actually a teen slash kid dating app. And the daughter was basically trying to say that she was going on there to find friends. Wow. It's not that type of app. Right. It's right. a different type of app. Like, it's and predator, like, like she what? said, like to be said, it's yeah. predators. Because she opened it up and she was just like, there was messages from like a lot of different people and stuff like that. Like, and I'm just like, they are becoming very, very clever with how to like lure kids, locate kids, grab kids. There was an incident that happened in the mall and there was this older lady and she was in the bathroom and she grabbed this little girl and the people thought that that was the grandmother and lo and behold, she was not the grandmother and took the girl. Like, and I'm just like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. Like, you're just getting like way out of control. I remember that, and actually, that happened here last mm -hmm. year. 
So, but ladies, this is empowering, inspiring for everyone. I just want everyone to know that we all have faced trauma, as you have heard heard these two wonderful ladies, and as well as you heard how they have overcome it. Now, don't get me wrong; it doesn't. It's not an overnight, and it's not instant, but it does take time. And time takes with your with talking with therapy, I believe in therapy, as well as protecting your tribe. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to just take a little break and then we're going to come back and we're going to get really like close with these ladies. So be on the lookout. If you are wanting to ask anyone the questions, drop them in the feed. We will definitely answer the questions. If I can't answer it, I will definitely pass them to these two amazing ladies. If they can't answer it, remember, there's thousands of women around us that is here to empower and inspire you to go after your what's next. So note that, and no, no question is out of the ballpark. I'm always getting that. Someone else like, I always wanted to ask you a question. I'm like, ask it, because you may ask and it. The other person like, well, yeah, I thought about that too. So. Go ahead, drop your questions in the feed, and we will be back after this. Get us a break. Okay, you guys. So real quick. So you're seeing that we're having a book club. I want you to know, look, winter's coming in, ladies. <laughs> I mean, we're going to be staying in the house. So I thought what perfect way to keep our mind, be expanding our mind and helping us go into the what's next is having an online book club. So we'll be starting that next month where each month we'll pick a book. And actually the first book that I've chosen is Becoming. What should I call Becoming? Yeah, right? I know we talked about that. And Becoming, which is all about, I want to know, what will it take to help you to become your what's next? I don't know what it is. So I thought we'd bring some women together. Actually, it's going to be a small group, 12 women. And we're going to literally talk about Becoming. And if you caught the quick commercial, there is another woman that she has wrote a self-healing book for us. And she's going to come in and talk to us a little bit about what was the premises of behind the book. And then we can use that book as our next book. So I'm super excited. If you're interested in being part of the book club, drop it in the feed and I will definitely get connected to you. There's something going on and it's amazing. Well, this part of the show, ladies, we have fun here. I'm always asking some questions <laughs> to get a little bit just fun. We'll just say fun. And so one part of the book club is called Book on the Shelf. And I'm always asking the guests, what book are you reading or what book would you like to recommend to our listeners and followers? It's funny. I'm in a clubhouse group and we're actually reading through the entire Bible wow. right now, which has been, I didn't come in on it at the very beginning. So I think it's been going on for nine months or something like that, where they go and explain the chapters mm -hmm. and not just that, but make it because the Bible is really applicable right. to your life. And so... That's what I've been reading here lately and finishing my book. So I've been doing more book with that. We can't wait. When she gets it done, we'll have to have her back, come back so she can talk more about it. It's actually it. done. It's in editing and it's going to be out in Christmas. Oh, yay. But we'll be able to talk more about it then. Yes, we will. Okay, cool. So now what book would you suggest? I would say Becoming. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle Obama is one of my inspirations. I really love how she actually became from being first lady to actually becoming an author and just seeing her grow and glow 
as I was saying, this really phenomenal book, all the things that she really does. Yeah, she's a powerful woman. I can't wait yeah. for us to talk about it. It'll be our first book to talk about it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It is so good. And actually, I have the journal to go with it. So okay. I'm going to do some things with okay. it. So I'm super excited. Yeah. So the book I'm reading, okay, those of you who know me or don't know me, I don't read books, I listen to books. And I'm listening to literally three. Yes, three at a time, and that's just how my mind works. The first one is is Outing the Devil, and it is written by Napoleon Hill, the one and only. And it is actually it's all about the devil is fear. And you and I know, we both all know, fear will hold us back from going after our what's next. And it talks about how he faced the fear and how he got over it and where how it landed in where he is. So that's one. The other one is all about Nicole Walter's book is nothing, I think it's called Nothing Matters. Her book just came out. And so I'm really super excited about that book. It just came out, so we'll think I want that one there to be part of that. And then the last one that I'm reading about is free time. Actually, that was one oh, I guess that I guess <laughs> I had before that okay. from Miss Shanice Wise, who was my okay. coach, okay. who talked about. And so I'm going to be interested on how to free time as a CEO and make it a productive way to do it. So those are my three books I'm listening to right okay. now. So okay. I'm super excited. Okay. Yeah. You're busy. Well, always. <laughs> always. Come on now. Okay. As we talk about being busy, everybody, we always need self-care, right? So ladies, what do you do for self-care for yourself? Well, for me, things that are therapeutic for me, I write music. And so for me, it's a catharsis. Mm -hmm. It's a venting place for me, and it's also a creative place, so that I can really horn in on things that have troubled me, things that inspire me, things that held me back, things that push me forward. Mm -hmm. Those lyrics come together in a musical form for me that's a, it's an outlet, and it's an inspiration at the same time. And I remember when I was in a trauma place, the words that I wrote weren't the words that I write now. Mm -hmm. And so how you feel on the inside mm -hmm. really depicts on what you're going to write on paper right. what you're going to sing in a song you know it's how you feel on the inside so we got to work on how we feel on the Absolutely. inside Absolutely. to get the outcome yeah. that we want yeah pushing moving forward. forward i like yeah. that well funny enough i'm glad you said that about the same about the singing so i'm started i actually did the music i did some music management okay. in the past and i'm like so one day i'm sitting at my desk as there's so much going on in my world. I'm like, let's just try to throw out some some lyrics. So I started doing that, and we'll see. Well, it's just I normally I did the music management. I do not sing. My artist will tell you. I never know. Mm -hmm. But we're gonna see what happens. But it was just fun to play dabbling into the music industry, and I agree with you. Start connecting with what's how I feel here, mm -hmm. and putting it on paper is so totally different. Yes. It is so different. It's so it different. Is. Chanel, what's your self-care? Um, my self-care is either going to go get my nails done, writing poetry. I stopped writing it a long time ago. I just didn't have the passion for it because now my passion is graphic design. So <laughs> designing is very much my therapeutic self-care type of day. Like even when I'm off of work, that is just my go-to. Like if I try to find something to design, if it's nothing at all, I like I basically try to design a website or logo, something new. Try to keep you busy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. 
But yeah, those are my self-care things. Yeah. I have to say for me, my self-care for me is I love to window shop. Love to window shop. So Ty, Chanel laughs because she don't, that ain't for her. <laughs> you see her laughing. That is not for her. But I, I love to go window shopping, especially at a mall, yes. and just walk around and just look. And she was like, to walk and look and not buy? I'm like, yeah. She's like, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, I'm a shopaholic. Right. <laughs> right. Yes, so, yes. so, but that is my, my self-care is just to walk around. And if not, I love massage. <laughs> I love to paint for myself Perfect. and get my nails done. But that's my self-care. Well, ladies, as we're getting ready to wrap it up. Chanel first, what is your what's next? Ooh, <laughs> I have so many. My what's next is I want to get a brick and mortar for my business. Nice. Oh, can we for that? Miss <laughs> 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 Timmy, what's your what's next? Well, I just started a new LLC, TV Quarter Presents, and it's an entertainment platform. Not only do I just sing, but this platform is for new artists. Mm-hmm. It's for artists who are looking to be in the music business, teaching them not just the music part, yeah. but the business of music, Absolutely. as opposed to just getting out there and just flapping your wings and thinking that you're going to fly. You have to know the ins and outs. You got to know the details. You got to know copywriting. You know, got to know all those things before you get out there in the music industry because you get took. Yes, you will. So, oh yeah, and it's so important because that is one piece of the industry. Actually, I met a lady on the Atlantic that was her piece of work. So what I used to do a collaboration with her, and that's how we work together. But you're right. So many people, especially here, I'm going to have to pick on Columbus a little bit. But here in Columbus, they just think that it's go out and they got it. And it was like, it's and not even that easy. And they see you coming, especially when you're young and thirsty. Yeah. When I was young, they, I was opening up for major acting. You know, I was walking away with 50 cents. I was just so happy right. to be on the stage. And I was opening up for major acts as a kid. I was a teenager. You know, just the thought of being on the stage and opening up for an opening act. I got yeah, took, yeah, but I didn't know no. I got took. It was, a, it was a happy took, <laughs> right, right, right. But nevertheless, it was took because we I didn't know the business of music, right. And so we want to teach them how to navigate mm-hmm. in the music industry, you know. And that's that's dance, that's comedy, that's every facet of entertainment. Teaching them the application of how perfecting their craft. You know, you hear a lot of young people say, "I want to be a rapper." You have to master the English language. Right. You just don't do it. You can't just get up and rap. You know, and See, so I tried to tell you guys. You have to perfect <laughs> your craft in order to, and so you can be ready for the industry. Right. I agree with you. And so, second to last question What is your room for this week? Well, we're finishing up the editing on the book and it's going back. And my heartstrings is a movie. I just can't get it out of my head. I know it sounds crazy, but that is my next thought process. Some kind of way, don't know how it's going to happen. Feel it in my spirit. Got to go with it. Feeling energetic about it. So that's where I'm at. Oh, cool. Perhaps a documentary mm-hmm. on my mother and talking about the foster care and the help that she did with all those kids. You know, how she changed the trajectory of a child's life. That's monumental. Right. To change the life of a child. Who didn't have a future who couldn't move over that's a big deal. absolutely big i can't deal. wait we'll have to keep in touch yeah. with that chanel yeah so my plan for this week is to 
get through all my classes. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a big That's win. a good one. Yeah, because um, this you semester started. So yes. it's almost over. I got one more year left, but that is my goal to get through this set of classes. I think that is great. Listen, as you hear, we all have different wins. I have to say my win for this week is here we are on the set, second time. Thank you, ladies. This was amazing and it was fun. As well as those of you who may know or not know, I was part of a world record. We had broken a record of, of all women around the world who had, had degrees, and we had to show it. And I think she said there's a, I think we're at a million. So that was our win. We got to celebrate it. One other way of talking about celebrating it, we have a book coming out in a movie talking about it as well as some other things. But I think that it's huge. It's huge to be among yeah. so many women that are going out here and they're out here rocking it with their degrees and things like that. So ladies, I appreciate you. But before we go, I always end with this. What would you like to leave our audience with? Keep your head to the sky isn't just a phrase. It's a way of thinking. You know, if you look down, you're not going to see anything but the ground. But if you look up, there's a plethora of things out there. And so keep your head up, keep your chin up, you know. And when things get you down, which in life, if you live in this life, things are going to get you down. Things are going to happen. But just know, you just got to keep looking ahead and moving forward. I love it. Chanel? My advice for everyone is to dream big and whatever you choose to be successful at, go for it. Ladies, this was fun. Yeah, yes, so exactly fun. This was fun. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah. So everybody, I want you all to know before we go, listen, you have one life to live. Look, we've already talked about it, right? Live it to your fullest. And know that it's for you. You can only do for you, not worry about everybody else. And be protective of your tribe. We talked about Absolutely. that. And know that your tribe has got your back. The right tribe. The right tribe. We talked about that as well. And know that tomorrow is not a guarantee, so live your life for today and go out here and rock. Until next week, you guys, when I bring on another amazing guest. Who knows? We may be on the couch. We may be in trouble. We'll figure it out. But this was fun. Until next week, everyone, I take care of yourself. I do have one more ask before I go. If you could go out, if you feel like this episode was very helpful or inspiring to someone, Go ahead and share it with them, as well as if you would like to leave a comment and tell us how you like it or what should I do better, or is there a topic that you would like to hear? I'd love to hear from you, because knowing that it's not just for me, it's for us. Until next week, everyone, take care, and I'll see you later. Bye, everybody.